You are now listening to The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to The Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert, Sean Stevenson, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in with me today. I'm so pumped about this episode because we're gonna be addressing some real solutions for one of the biggest epidemics that's facing our world right now. Now, there's a deadly disease that's spreading like wildfire, and it's not the one that's on your mind, most likely. What I'm talking about is something else that's gone viral, and that's fear. Fear is absolutely deadly. In fact, the CDC's most recent report, they did a compilation, an analysis of over 800 U.S. hospitals and over 540,000 U.S. citizens who contracted COVID-19 and analyzed their data. And they found that the number one risk factor for death from COVID-19 is obesity. This is well-established. But the second leading risk factor for death from COVID-19 that is widely looked over is anxiety and fear-related disorders. It's the second leading risk factor for death in the CDC's own report. Now, has anyone from the CDC or any of our health officials that everybody's looking to for guidance addressed this rampant issue of fear and the impacts that it has on our biology in relationship to infectious diseases? And you already know the answer to that. It's not getting any attention. And why is that? Well, one of the biggest reasons is that it's not a superficial treatment. We're talking about the most dynamic, powerful thing in our universe. We're talking about the human mind and how powerful that is. And where science is, in t- is today, we know a tremendous amount about psychoneuroimmunology, psychoneuroendocrinology, and how our mind, our, how our thoughts affect our biochemistry instantaneously, influencing the function of our immune system, for example. This is already well-established, but as far as the application of these things in conventional education and in conventional education for the public, these things are not talked about, but it's showing up in the data. When all of this stuff kicked off over a year ago, I was raising the flag, putting up a red flag, talking about, hey, listen, we're getting inundated with fear right now. And what that's going to do based on the data, it's going to lead to worse health outcomes for our citizens. Shouldn't we pump the brakes on all of the fear? Shouldn't we take a more intelligent approach to informing our citizens without inundating our communities with fear? Provide them information with context and not creating these blanket assessments of terror. And our public health officials and our media, our government at large has been complicit in this propagation of fear. And again, we don't really have to look far to see the results of what's taking place. But here's the good news. And that's what today's episode is all about. We're not just going to talk about the negative results that we've seen. We're going to talk about what we can actually do about it. Because that's really, at the end of the day, that's what the Model Health Show is all about. Of course, we can look at the, the things behind the scenes and look at the biochemistry. We can look at how this is affecting our hormones, this cortisol-driven fear response. We've broken all this stuff down. Now we're really going to dive into what we can do to make a shift in the fear. And I have for you today somebody who's one of the leading experts in the world on the functioning of our brain and how to use it to his greatest capacity. I've really never seen anybody like him. He's been a friend of mine for about 12 years now, and I'm continuously blown away 
with what he's been able to achieve and create and to teach about this amazing brain that we all have, this amazing mind, and our capacity, our infinite, or as he would say, limitless capacity that we all have. So really, really excited about that. Now, we can't talk about the brain without talking about the very thing that runs the human brain, what makes up the human brain, what allows it to actually communicate all those amazing neurons that you have. It's something called signal transduction. And it's an electrical potential, electrical currency that our brain cells are running on. And so what do we need? We need to provide the raw materials, the base nutrients that allow signal transduction, that carry an electrical potential. And if we're missing these things, if we're deficient in these base nutrients, our brain cells simply cannot perform at an optimal level. What am I talking about? I'm talking about it has this electrical potential in the name. They're called electrolytes, electrolytes. Take sodium, for example. Not only does this electrolyte, this critical essential electrolyte, help to maintain proper fluid balance, proper water balance in that amazing brain of yours. Your brain is mostly made of water, 75 to 80% water. It's incredibly important. But to maintain that fluid balance, to maintain the hydration of your brain, electrolytes are required. But sodium is responsible for not just that, but also researchers at McGill University found that sodium literally functions as a, quote, on-off switch in the brain for specific neurotransmitters that support optimal function and protect the brain against numerous diseases. So sodium, another critical electrolyte, is featured in the journal Neuron, and they uncovered that magnesium is able to restore critical brain plasticity and improve cognitive function. And neuroplasticity is our brain's ability to adapt and to evolve. So magnesium is critical in that. Sodium, magnesium, potassium, these are critical electrolytes for cognitive performance and really the performance of every single cell in our body. If we're talking about that sodium potassium pump, that's a driving force behind even your mitochondria being able to function, right? These energy power plants of our cells. So if we're talking about energy, the building blocks are electrolytes. Now, the problem is that the majority of our citizens are dramatically deficient in these key electrolytes. And this is why I'm such a huge proponent of LMNT, Element. They have by far the best electrolyte supplement ever put together. The ratios are right on the money and they're sourcing things the right way with no added sugars or anything nefarious, no binders, no fillers, just the electrolytes that our bodies can thrive on. Go to drinklmnt.com forward slash model and you get to try Element for free. Just pay a little bit in shipping and they're going to send you a free sample pack of this incredible electrolyte. All right, again, go to drinklmnt.com forward slash model to give your brain what it needs to truly thrive. And now let's get to the Apple Podcast Review of the Week. Another five-star review titled Best Vibrations on the Airwaves by Aprons by Capri. This podcast is hands down the best health podcast I've ever listened to. I appreciate Sean's willingness to continue to search for the scientific truth. His positive vibrations that spiral you up as you listen to truth. His peacefulness in tone and manner. I could go on and on. Just listen to the show. Thank you so much for leaving that review over on Apple Podcasts. I truly, truly appreciate that. And on that note, let's get to our special guest and topic of the day. 
Our guest today is the author of the number one New York Times bestselling book, Limitless. For almost three decades, Jim Quick has been teaching students worldwide, including Fortune 500 CEOs, Hollywood celebrities, and everyday folks wanting to take their brain's performance to another level. To improve their memory, read faster, reading faster. Wow, such a superpower to be able to read faster and to study more efficiently and effectively. And in this episode, we're going to dive into a new dimension of Jim Quick's analysis and his tools and strategies, because we're going to look at some strategies for addressing the rampant fear that people are being exposed to that is literally pulling away our intelligence, pulling away our cognitive ability to think rationally, to feel empowered, and for many people having us in this victim state, which we cannot create something better something new, something greater, if we're operating from this victim state. We have a tremendous amount of opportunity right now to create an even better reality, but we've got to step into our, our power to do it. So very grateful to have on the amazing Jim Quick. So let's jump into this powerful and important conversation. Obviously, we're living at a complicated time, and I like to reach out to my real superhero friends at times like these. And one of the biggest issues that's being overlooked right now has to do with the impact that fear has on our biology. Mm. And the latest CDC's report, they analyzed 540,000 plus COVID patients from over 800 US hospitals. And they determined that the number one risk factor for death from COVID is obesity. This is a fact, but are we doing anything about it? Of course not. But the number two, and this is what was most shocking, the number two risk factor for death from COVID is anxiety and fear-related disorders. Mm anxiety and fear. Now, that might get brushed under the table, but this is our mission is to bring this out and ask questions. Why is that? How can fear and anxiety lead to worse health outcomes from infectious diseases and really all manner of diseases? And the truth is, and you know Dr. Bruce Lipton, for example, that our thoughts dramatically shift our biology and our immune system. And I know that you're very much aware of psychoneuroimmunology and, and topics like this. And so I wanted to have you on to really talk about what are some strategies, because we know that this is the issue. We know that fear is a big problem, but what can we actually do about it? Mm. And that's why I'm so grateful to have you here, man. Uh, it's good to be here, man, alive. And thank you for the work that you do. You know, our team is always, we're always listening to your podcast all the, all the, all the time, we're always sharing it in Slack and everything and, and comparing notes. So appreciate you and your team. Such an honor. Yeah. Such an honor. So you've got, obviously, you know, you've worked with some of the most successful, successful people walking around on planet Earth and helping a lot of everyday folks as well, really transforming their mindset, their ability to read faster, their ability to think, think faster and more clearly, and the list goes on and on. But you also have a lot of experience with helping people to address their fear. Mm. And so let's dive into that. Like, what are... So we know that this is the current circumstances we're dealing with. So what right. are some of the things people can actually do to help to abate fear yeah. and press forward? You know, when we're in our, our survival brain, it kind of, we're held hostage from our rational brain, our ability to make good decisions, our ability to, to see things clearly. And, uh, and people know that, right? Media knows that. Politicians, they know, they know that. Um, and we're not going to make very... You know, solid choices in our life um, when we're in that survival place, when we're in fear, 
everything's going for just be able to like live right and so we get irrational we start hoarding toilet paper we start doing things that just you know start um you know seeing people through a different lens um which could be a big challenge you know and even if outside of just the current world events when people have fear you know in limitless i talk about how limits are learned and uh and fear is a limit right it's a constraint it's a there's a border some kind of boundary that we're bumping a, a, up against and uh it could be you know anxiety around taking a test it could be fear of public speaking it could be a fear of you know starting a business or um you know getting into a committed relationships you know where fear holds us holds us back you know and so in in limitless i have a quote from a french philosopher and he says life is the c between b and d uh people are thinking i'm speaking in code but b stands for birth d stands for death life c stands for choice i really do believe that these difficult times they could define us these difficult times can diminish us or these difficult times they could develop us we decide so some choices that we're working with clients like little choices that they could make uh to be able to get over fear to mitigate fear um so they're not in that fight or flight you know where you know like you mentioned uh psycho neuroimmunology where you know they're more susceptible to colds to flus to viruses because if you're, you know, chronic stress, we talk about how it shrinks the human brain, you know, and, and there's different things that people could do to manage and cope with stress, chronic fear, um, you know, it's a big challenge. And so how do we, um, how do we manage it, right? And so some choices, first of all, I use, I have this global, I think symbols are very powerful in the human psyche. I think metaphors are a wonderful way to learn. It's uh, metaphors are kind of a shortcut you know when you're comparing something you don't know to something that you do know all of a sudden you know you make a you make a connection that wasn't there before so the uh, metaphor i'm using is uh, one of big transformation is that of a butterfly right it's very simple and a lot of and while the beauty is in the butterfly the growth happens in the cocoon and a lot of people feel like they're in a cocoon you know the past couple of years they might be physically distancing themselves or and they might be alone they might be alone with their thoughts they might be you know, working at home uh, or living at work, they don't they don't know, or their their kids are in in and out of school. They're alone with their doubts. They they might be feeling alone, right? Mental mental health is, um, you know challenges are on the rise, and so um, you know while you're in this cocoon, how do you come out of it? Because while the beauty is in the butterfly, the growth happens in the cocoon, right? And so it's a struggle to be able to to get out that you develop strength and commitment, character. And the things that uh, capabilities and so to be able to sort in new heights so my like here are like five or six things that people could choices that they can make going back to the decisions and we could rift on this uh with with your listeners on what they could do to just have empower themselves so they could have their sense of agency back where they're not giving away you know this kind of where they feel like they're a victim and this is happening to them where they could as you talk about control the controllables so um i'll make them easy i'll make them all c's all right so you during this time is a wonderful time first to get clarity right clarity is power and uh because it's really hard to stop somebody who knows where they're going and why they're going there you know what i mean but a lot of people like we're living you know there are forces out there that try to confuse you um with um you know with their messages with manipulation of, of data um and a confused mind doesn't do anything Right, so you're mobilized, right? Just like what fear could lead to, you know, freezing um, or fleeing, right? And um, and so clarity, and so clarifying questions. I believe questions are the answer, and they're an amazing tool that we could use. 
one question is something simple like what's most just start basic you know solitude is a wonderful time for self-reflection and so maybe it's asking yourself what's most important to me in life what's most important to me in my health what's most important to me in my career you know zero-based thinking if i was to start over like well you know what's really important to me um in uh in my security and my personal freedoms and um, the things that matter to me most. And I always tell people it's not just time management, it's priority management, that the most important thing is to keep the most important thing the most important thing, right? And so what what is most important to you? Maybe it is your freedom, maybe it is growth, maybe it is uh, love and family, maybe it is contribution, maybe it is safety, maybe it is adventure, right? Um, so that's your North Star, because sometimes when we're going 100 miles, like and as many people do, we're just burning, right? Uh, driving that car, going really fast. We don't ask ourselves, hey, am I still going in the right direction, mm. right? Because we just do it every single day. We know through studies that you know, upwards of 40% or more of our behaviors are just habitual. They're unconscious, right? We're on autopilot. Um, but like Dr. Stephen Covey, who wrote Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, says you don't want to climb the ladder of success really efficiently and get to the top and realize the ladder's leaning on the wrong wall. Mm. So the second question I would ask, besides what's most important to you in these areas, um, what's most important to you, where you're going to live, what's most important to your kid's education, um, is are my actions aligned with those values? You know, that, that's the congruency and the integrity um, the most fulfilled people and the happiest people, you know, those cultivating those emotions to kind of um, to be able to dilute the fear that's out there, um, they're on purpose, right? And so a lot of people feel burnt out because of fear, because they're burning on all cylinders and, you know, their their hormones and, and are all um, you know, out of whack. Um, they're staying up late at night because they're, they're on social media scrolling through, you know, all the crazies that, that, that's going on. And I would say that... Um, Sometimes we don't feel burnt out because we're doing too much. Sometimes we feel exhausted and burnt out because we're doing too little of the things that really matter, the things that light us up, the, make, the things that make us come alive. And so I would really hone in on those you know, four or five things that are, that are most important to us. You know, and take some time to pause and just like ask yourself and then have this conversation with your kids, have this conversation with your significant other, find out what their values are also as well. And are, you know, are we doing things every single day to kind of, um, to meet those things? Yeah. I love this so much. And thank you for pointing out to have these conversations with our kids as well. Mm. Kids are some of the people who are unfortunately struggling the most right now with this time. It's kind of a massive, big social experiment. And so finding out what is their biggest value, like what's most important for them, what's their priority, and asking these clarifying questions, you know, what's most important to their health, what's most important to their happiness, the same thing with our significant other. And there's something healing, of course, just having these conversations, period. The thing about you, man, like you help to bring out what's kind of rattling around in our minds to the surface so we can get a good look at it. And so, and I want to reiterate this point. That, that clarity. So we've got our clarity question. So it might be what's most important to me in life. And for you, it might be your family, mm-hmm. right? But are your actions actually demonstrating that that is your biggest priority? Mm. And if not, wouldn't this be a good time to adjust to make that the reality? And same thing with our health. And when we seem like, when it may seem like the world has taken something away, for example, like your priority with your health is, you know, working out, going to the gym, but the gyms are, are closed down. The parks have got the the caution tape up around it. Mm. You're just like, they've taken away my ability to to exercise and to be healthy. But this is an opportunity for us to find a way, mm-hmm. you know, get creative. Because chances are this isn't the first time that something abnormal is going to happen in life. 
And so I think it also develops that skill set of resilience. Very this much. is so good, man. So clarity That's the is first number thing. one. And yeah. it's amazing. This is so, so important. Yeah. So again, we're talking about the choices. Life is a C between B and D. These are small choices and you don't have to spend hours on this, but that's, you know, like, I think part of success is just getting to know yourself, yeah. you know, as, as you're evolving, you know, through the, through this life, whatever cycle that, that you happen to be in. And part of that, it could be journaling, it could be your own meditation, it could be talk therapy, right? Self-awareness really is a superpower. Um, the second C I would say, and in no specific order is, uh, care, you know, again, something your show is all about that self-care is not selfish. And, uh, and all the things that we talk about, and it's not just eating the the best, you know, foods and and optimizing your sleep, um, or going to the, you know, getting body work done. It also is, you know, caring. Part of self care is realizing when you say yes to somebody or something, you're not saying no to yourself, right? And a lot of people they're burnt out because they have too many tabs open, right? And it's still taking up a lot of space. It's requiring a lot of energy. People are over committing all the time to things that they can't fulfill on. And so there's a kind of a breach with your own, you know, your own uh, commitments and your own trust with yourself. Um, I would also say that, you know, part of self-care is is making a choice when you say yes to something like all that craziness that, you know, that's out there. Like, it's, it's interesting. Like a lot of us are on social media, right? And there's an algorithm to social media, clearly. <laughs> and, um, and, and one of the algorithms is whatever you engage with, you get more of. Right. So if you just happen to be really into, you know, we mentioned this before, but cat videos or whatever, like you just engage, like, share, comment, watch all the cat videos, then they're going to show you a lot more cat videos. And that's going to be your perception. That's going to be your newsfeed. Well, your mind has a similar algorithm. Whatever you're consistently engaging with, they're going to show you more of. And, you know, media marketing knows this. They, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. If, if something is threatening, you know, uh, your, part of your brain, let's say it's, you know, the amygdala gets, you know, hijacked and you have to pay attention because that's your survival. Um, so you have to pay attention to what's dark, threatening, and scary. Uh, and the challenge is if that's what you're engaging with, just like the cat videos, they're going to show you more of it. Your mind is going to see literally in your observation and your perception more of that darkness, scariness, the threatening things, because that's what you're engaging with. You're training your nervous system saying this is important. And the challenge, though, is that leaves you very little bandwidth for hope. It leaves you very little bandwidth for opportunity. It leaves you very small bandwidth for solutions, you know, for the things. It leaves you less bandwidth for gratitude, the things you can be grateful for. And so just to remind you, with care, you know, part of it is just, you know, it's like self-love. It's falling in love with that person in the mirror that's been through so much but is still standing and making self-care a priority for you your family you know your team also also as well and uh, you know that's why we're always feeding our minds with uh, with great podcasts like like yourselves with with books with great conversations and men people so um and and again it could be 10 minutes just like the other ones it could be just like going for a 10 minute walk with your dog that day you know something that because little by little a little becomes a lot yeah 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 okay this is I mean, for me, obviously, this is like the center <laughs> point. So I, I want to connect these together with with fear. This becomes like a force field mm -hmm. in a sense because you're you have the opportunity to train your brain to basically tune into what you care about, right? So if you're telling your brain that I care about cats and Beyonce, which is my wife's explorer page on Instagram, then that's what you're going to see more right. of, you know. But this is happening 
in the re, in the quote real world, whether we realize this or not, what are you tuned into? You get to demonstrate or tune your brain into like basically instruct your brain on what you care about. Yeah. So that's very powerful. And and that self care and feeding our brains intentionally the things that provide that resilience and that self care that force field of positivity yeah. is something that's within our power as well to kind of defend us against fear. Exactly, because a lot a lot of there's a huge cognitive load that's spent you know when when we're scared or fearful, right? And it burns stress, fear burns a lot of energy, right? A lot of brain glucose. So, you know, you in, insulate yourself with, you know, the best force field ever. So that, that that's the second C. Uh, the third one I would say, again, we're talking about little choices that you can make to, to help kind of rewire your your life, your, your nervous system um, for, uh, for confidence, for courage, uh, for peace of mind. I would say the third one is uh, contribution. You know, um, fear is something that we all experience. And, you know, just like we talk about in Limitless, that limits are learned, a lot of fears are learned, right? Like they say, somebody told me that, and I don't know if this is true, but the two things, like the two natural born fears that we, that we have, uh, fear of falling and fear of loud noises. Now, I, don't, I don't know if that's accurate, but, you know, pretty much we, we could all accept that most of the other fears are learned. You know, the fear of public speaking is not something like we're born with, right? It's something that we, we, we learned. And for me, that was a big, that was one of my big fears, you know, which is ironic because that's all I do, right. <laughs> you know, for a living. Um, and so what I would say is contribution, how even with me, if I have a fear of public speaking, um, what I think about is that one person in the audience that I want to contribute to. And that takes my focus and my awareness off of my own anxiety or butterflies and I put my attention on service, contribution, and you know where your focus goes. You know that's where your energy is going. And uh, and once I do that, literally, Sean, like you know, I'm pretty introverted. You know, kind of pseudo really shy because of my learning disabilities growing up um, and my traumatic brain injury. I was very self conscious. My superpower was hiding growing up. That was a really good. We were talking about Shang Chi. Seek. Where the hell is Jim? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, was, I would sit behind the tall kid in class. I would always shrink down. I'd be in, you know, invisible boy, right? Like I'd be able to, you know, so because I, I never had the answers, and I didn't understand what people were talking about in school. Uh, you know, I didn't want to be picked for sports because I don't want to like. I had a fear of just messing up and making mistakes and letting people down, right? And, you know, fears that we take on into adulthood, and so um, you know, I would say that when it comes to contribution, it, it focuses your energy on, on service, right? I think we learn so we could earn, so we could return. Like for, we donated 100% of the proceeds to Limitless to charity, hundreds of thousands of dollars to build schools for children um, in need in Kenya, Guatemala, Ghana, um, to, uh, to Alzheimer's research for uh, women. And you know, as you, you know, we know that women are twice as likely to experience Alzheimer's than men. Uh, in memory of my grandmother who I lost when I was going through my learning difficulties. But going back to contribution, I feel like, you know, that's why we're here. Everything in nature, it has to grow, but it also has to give, right? And, uh, you know, otherwise it's eliminated. And um, and that, that I think that's important. And you don't give to get, you give because it, it's who you are. But, it, uh, but the, I think contribution is an, one of the antidotes to fear. Um, and, um, and so, and it doesn't have to be huge. It could be making, uh, um, food for frontline workers. It could be contacting a neighbor that might be alone. Right. Um, and just little things like that make a difference. Yeah, man. I yeah. love this. That's so powerful because I, can't, I don't know why I didn't even think of this, that you would bring this one up because 
fear has a tendency to make us withdraw. Mm. And if we intentionally put forth contribution, right. it's literally, it is an antidote. It's the opposite of what fear drives us to do. That's mm. really remarkable, Jim. So the question here would be like, um, how can you take some of your time, your talent, your treasure to make a difference? You know, I, I think, you know, when we're making a difference, it, it's something that gives us, it gives us fulfillment, it gives us joy. And, uh, and again, these, these, are, these are emotions that could drown out the, the fear and the negative self-talk and, you know, all those sensations where we feel immobilized. Uh, it gives us our power back again. You know, this is, a lot of this conversation is about getting your agency back. Because when we're at fear, we feel like we're at the effect. We feel like we're a thermometer. A thermometer just reacts to the environment. And as human beings, sometimes we react to the environment. We react to politics, we react to what's going on in the world, the, the, uh, the economy, how people treat us. But in actuality, the, the strongest, most successful, happiest, fulfilled people, the ones that have joy, they identify more with the thermostat. Thermostat doesn't react to the environment, it gauges. So you be a thermostat, gauge, know what's going on in the world, right? But then, you know, you, you set a temperature and the environment reacts to you, right? And uh, you set a goal, you set a vision for what you want to do, a mission, you know, how you want to disrupt things and, and make things better, and then, and then make it the way you see it. So that, that, that's what I would say is contribution. Um, and then a couple more, and I'll make them C's because I'm kind of you know, OCD about that. The, the fourth one I would say is, um, how about creativity? You know, this is a nice time to be able to be, I think, believe the future belongs to the creators. You know, even before you know, what's going on, you know, a lot of jobs, in, they were going to um, outsource to other countries, they were going to machines, they're going to autom they're being automated, they're going to artificial intelligence. And, um, you know, I believe the things that aren't going to be outsourced to a machine are things that are truly limitless. There is no limit uh, to our creativity, our ability to solve problems. You know, uh, there's no limit to our ability to imagine a and, and envision a better future for ourselves, you know, and our families and future generations. There is no limit to our ability to even come together, you know, as, as a community. Um, it's interesting, like you look through time, some of the most amazing inventions and works of art, you know, came through difficult times. Uh, you know, it was created during the, like, did you know it was during the Great Plague that William Shakespeare created Macbeth? Uh, he, he created Anthony and Cleopatra during the Great Plague. It was during when they shut down London and everyone had to physically distance himself. Isaac Newton couldn't go to the university, so he went home. And you know the story goes, he was sitting underneath a tree in his yard and an apple fell on his head and he created the theories of motion. He created theories of gravity. Now, I'm not saying we have to create at that level, you know, everybody, but you know, what's, what's on your, you have a to-do list, what's on your to-create list? You know, maybe you want to create, you know, something, uh, a social media campaign. Maybe you want to create a new business. Maybe you want to create, uh, you know, come up with a solution to a problem that we're facing in ourselves. And maybe create music. Maybe you want to write a book, right? But this is a wonderful time. And again, you don't spend hours on this. Just like, you know, 10 minutes of writing that day or something that you want to create that really, that really lights you up. What if somebody tells you that they're not creative? Hmm, that's a good question. I uh, I just spoke at an event uh, yesterday, and people come to me during the break, just like, you know, Jim, I have a horrible memory, or Jim, I'm just not creative, or Jim, I'm just too old. And I always say, stop. If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. You know, I think you know the nature, part of the nature of our work together. You know, and and so many of people who are who are joining us for this conversation is about transcending. That's what we, I mean, that's one of the things we want to do together, you know, in the world. We want to transcend. We want to end the trance. End this mass hypnosis through marketing, through media, that we're helpless. 
you know, that we're not enough, that we're broken, that we need to be, you know, saved. You know what I mean? And so this this whole mindset, and or if it's not coming, if it's not hypnosis from the outside, it's self hypnosis. It's like you said, someone 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 saying, "Oh, I'm just not creative," then you know, I don't have creativity. And ha- here's the thing: like our words matter. You know, they affect our our brain, the languaging that we use. And you know, going back to this, you know, if your if your brain is like a supercomputer, and your self talk is a programmer will run. So if you tell yourself, "I'm not creative," you will not be creative that day. Because you program your supercomputer not to. Same thing if you say, "Oh, I'm not good with names." You want to not going to remember the name of the next person you meet because you're programming your your computer not to do that. And so I would say one of the things to to that person who says that they're not creative is take your nouns and turn them into verbs. You do not have creativity. You do creativity, right? You do not have focus. You do focus. You do not have motivation. You do motivation. Even when it comes to fear, you do not have fear. There's a process that's going on that's making you fearful. You know what I mean? And when you could take it and turn it into a method, then you have real magic. You have real magic superpowers, meaning you don't have confidence. You're like, Jim, that's the problem. I don't have any confidence. No, you do confidence, right? And when you, t- there's no magic pill to get out of fear, but there is a magic process, you know, and that's really what it's about. So I would say first monitor language that you don't have creativity. There's a creative process. And then, you know, we've talked about it in previous episodes on your show about different ways of getting to, you know, these brainwave states like theta and, and doing this imaginary and using questions to be more creative and such. Um, so I would, I would say that to everybody, that limits are learned just like fear. You do not have fear. Um, we are going through the process of creating fear, you know, inside and then outside. And then finally, I would say besides clarity, besides care, besides contribution and creativity, which is, again, this is a wonderful time to create. Um, I would say the last one is, let's say capabilities. Let's talk about that. You know, there's that quote where it said, you're not rising to the level of other people's expectations. What you're doing is falling to the level of your training, right? Capabilities are the knowledge, the skills, abilities. And this is the thing, like, I really think that fear is that it's like a signpost, all like all emotions. When you feel uh, love, right, you can't just let it has end at an emotion, right? Those emotions lead to behaviors, right? And lead to some kind of action. And I feel like that if you ever feel fear, it's a signpost or a signal that you need to do something. Maybe it's to prepare, right? Or it's it's to be able to do some of the things we talked about earlier about self-care and clarity and everything. So let's say you somebody has a fear of public speaking. The only reason I bring this up is because a lot of people say it's the number one fear in this country. Number two, is widely reported to be fire number three death which is the the old joke right that if you're at a funeral you know most people would rather be in the coffin than the one being giving the eulogy right because they have such <laughs> a big fear of, of public speaking but if you have a fear of public speaking you know maybe it's a signal to act to improve some capabilities to take some you know go to toastmasters right to read a book on on uh, on public speaking right to be able to practice you know for me when I was first learning to public speak, I would, I would, it, it's not the like the thousand, ten thousand, thirty thousand people that I'm speaking to now. It used to be like these bunch of eight, eight year olds, right? They're like 10, eight year olds in the audience. And I would get like so scared to talk to that class. But, um, you know, but, you know, courage is also a muscle just like fear. And if we always indulge in fear, that, that muscle gets stronger. Um, just like if we always indulge in distraction, you know, we're always flexing our distraction muscles you know, at the cost of our own focus. Well, you know, little things that you could do. So capabilities, what I would say is if you feel fear, there's something in psychology called the confidence competence loop, 
you know, which we're, a lot of us are familiar with, confidence, competence loop, that the more competent you get at something, the more confidence it gives you, right? If you don't know how to play golf and you take some golf lessons, you have some more competence, it gives you a level of confidence and then you're going to play more and you're probably going to get better and so you get more confidence and it's, you know, it's, it's self-replicating. So I would say everybody needs to have a, not only a to-do list and a to-feel list, um, you know, and to create list, but also, you know, a to-learn list. Mm. You know, and so if you feel fear, what do you need to do to feel like that you're you're prepared? And I think that skills, those knowledge, those abilities will give you more courage. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I love that question because this is using the this innate ability of the mind to answer any question we pose it. Mm. To just take a moment to just grab the reins of our mind just a little bit, grab the wheel, and ask, what is this fear? trying to teach me? What is this fear instructing me about? Yeah. And we, even from that place, we can start to break down. Oftentimes it becomes an irrational thing. Right. Where we can break down and identify what it really is that, that might be bothering us. But oftentimes it's also creating the opportunity to develop a certain capability. Very much right? so. So it could be a capability or capacity of resilience, of, of creativity, mm -hmm. or of being able to perspective take to see things from different dimensions whatever the case might be. So yeah. these are all very powerful. So if people have a fear of, of money, maybe they, you know, that, that that's a signpost to say, hey, I need to get some financial literacy. You know, if people have a fear of numbers, they could take something. If they have a fear of forgetting things, they could take a memory course. You know what I mean? Like there's things that the people could do. If you have a fear of, you know, uh, starting a relationship because they have had trauma in the past or they're dealing with you know, some self-esteem issues, you know, maybe it's, you know, taking a course or reading something, you know, and then that knowledge and those skills and abilities help us to level up. I would actually add just in this, in the, in the spirit of this conversation, I would, I would add a six one, um, you know, so I want to be really abundant here in a, in a time of, of, of fear, potentially. Um, what's that fear of like the, the, what's the acronym? False evidence appearing real, right? Uh, community. You want to get, you want to get out of fear, you know, be part of something. You know, and, and that's like a hunter-gatherer, right? And you have a village, and it takes a village, but you know people have your back, right? Um, like you and your, your community. Um, and it's one of those things where it's just, those are the people that would survive. It wasn't the, it wasn't the lone hunter, right? And so everything kind of comes back to that. And again, fear could, is, it could be a good thing, right? Now, it's good, if you have a fear, it just, you know, like, I mean, it could save your life, right? Being fearful of... Uh, you know, falling, falling off of the cliff or be able to, you know, fearful, but do you get, you know, we wear your seatbelt, you wear, do you do certain things, but the challenge is irrational fear, you know, which is happening a lot where people know that fear is, is, is one of the most powerful ways and powerful and proven ways to manipulate people, uh, to do, to do things they wouldn't normally do, you know, unless they're, you know, their, their survival brain was, was on alert. Yeah. So community, um, people ask, you know, that African proverb, you know, if you want to go faster, you go alone. If you want to go further, go together, right? How do you become limitless in a limited world? We do it together. And that's the only way. Yeah. Got a quick break coming up. We'll be right back. Few people know that regularly drinking coffee has been shown to help prevent cognitive decline and reduce the risk of developing Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. This attribute referenced in the journal Practical Neurology is yet another reason why intelligent coffee consumption makes the list of best neuronutritious beverages. Another study featured in the journal Psychopharmacology uncovered that drinking coffee has some remarkable benefits on mental performance. The researchers found that intelligent coffee intake 
leads to improvements in alertness, improved reaction times, and enhanced performance on cognitive vigilance tasks and tasks that involve deep concentration. Now, why am I stressing intelligent coffee intake? This means acknowledging the true U-shaped curve of benefits and not going ham on caffeine. The data clearly shows that some coffee, a cup or two a day, and the accompanying caffeine is a great adjunct for improved mental performance. But going too far starts to lead to diminishing returns. So we wanna make sure that we're getting an optimal intake of coffee, and again, not going overboard. But also, coffee is best when it's not coming along with pesticides, herbicides, rodenticides, fungicides, these chemical elements are clinically proven to destroy our microbiome terrain. So destroying the very microbiome that helps to regulate our metabolism, regulate our immune system, the list goes on and on. Obviously, we wanna make sure that those things are not coming along with the high quality coffee that we're trying to get these benefits from. And also, what if we can up-level the longevity and neurological benefits of the coffee by combining it with another clinically proven nutrient source. Well, that's what I do every day when I have the organic coffee combined with the dual extracted medicinal mushrooms from Four Sigmatic. And if we're talking about optimal cognitive performance and the health of our brain, the protection of our brain, there are a few nutrient sources like lion's mane medicinal mushroom that pack these kind of benefits. Researchers at the University of Malaya found that lion's mane has neuroprotective effects literally being able to help to defend the brain against even traumatic brain injuries. It just makes the brain more healthy and robust. So again, this combination of medicinal mushrooms plus organic high-quality coffee is a match made in nutrient heaven. Go to foursigmatic.com forward slash model. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com forward slash model to get 10% off their incredible mushroom elixirs, mushroom hot cocos, and mushroom coffees. Again, that's foursigmatic.com forward slash model. And now back to the show. So I want to dive a little bit deeper into community yeah. because I think that this is an underutilized superpower, like especially when you're facing a larger than life villain. You know, you get a Thanos situation. Yeah. You know, it's a SARS-CoV Thanos showing up. Yeah. You get the Avengers together for a situation like this. You don't try and do it yourself. Yeah. So what can folks look to if they're feeling like, and I know a lot of folks are feeling this way, that they're kind of cut adrift. You know, a lot of folks are having issues with their with their family, mm -hmm. with their, you know, coworkers, whatever yeah. the case might be, based on their sense of sovereignty right. and, you know, their own personal choices and freedoms, whatever the case might be. Or you know maybe they're they're uh, participating in the 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 change that's going on you know the the mandates but they just feel like hey I believe that everybody should be able to make their own decisions whatever the case might be but even going a little bit outside of the dictator type narrative people are feeling like they're at odds with other people so what can folks do to kind of galvanize and mm -hmm. get together with a community of like-minded people who are not here to, to necessarily fight against something because ultimately, and I got to share this, I don't, I don't think that we're fighting against each other. I think that's the framing of the media making yeah. us hate each other. We're Divisiveness really, for yeah. sure. Wonderful we're really fighting idea. together against idiocy. I think that's one of the, the things that we're fighting against. 
But ultimately, we're, we're fighting for the spirit and the souls of, of people, you know, that intangible, universal, timeless thing about us and understanding our place in all this. You know, right now, I think we're very short-sighted. And I think that that's what we're really fighting for. We're fighting for freedom of thought. We're fighting for human potential, you know? So I just want to share that little nugget, but what can folks do right now to kind of cultivate and get, get themselves plugged into community when they might feel like they're a little bit cut adrift and alone? Yeah. I, I think this is a very important conversation that if somebody is listening to this right now and they're, 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 they're fearing, feeling alone, um, they feel if they feel isolated, if they f- somehow feel marginalized, you know, it's, um, you're, you're not, first of all, that person is not alone, right? Because there are so many people who are feeling the same way, uh, without a doubt. And sometimes it can be tough when we're going through trauma, um, you know, or depression or an anxiety and, you know, and, you know, we, and we all go through different stages. I think everybody is fighting a battle that no one knows about. That's why I think now more than ever, kindness is important. You know, that kindness is a real superpower. Um, you know, I was saying before is just, it's important to, if you haven't found that community or that person to be able to back you or support you, or just, just be there is to, is to be that person for somebody else. So I think we, we always should be giving the thing that, that we sometimes need the most. Um, you know, I think also part of it has to do with acknowledging that, you know, that it's okay to feel this way. Um, and then, cause I think self-awareness is the starting point for anything. You need to be consciously aware that something is going on. Um, and then you need to sometimes take a little bit of courage. I, I saw this movie recently. I didn't really watch it cause I had it in the background, but it's with, with Matt Damon. It was, uh, we bought a zoo. There you, you, you see this movie. <laughs> But there's this, there's this quote, this line that just kind of struck me when I was listening to it. Um, something like, you know, all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage, you know, and I promise you, you know, something, something amazing and profound will, you know, will come from it. And so sometimes knowing that asking for help is not a sign of, um, of weakness, that certainly, it's, it's certainly a sign of courage and it's a sign of strength um, now. And so I would say acknowledge that you're, you know, in this place. Um, and then try to uh, make a decision going back to choice saying that um, you know I want to be able to serve somebody else and by through service you could connect um, and that's how a lot even I met a lot of the people like you know growing up immigrant parents and everything else like that we didn't have connections and everything but I would I would serve I would serve I would I would, I would be active parts in, in charities and fundraisers and allowed me to connect and get out of my own mind and my own heart and my own fears when I was, you know, going through my, you know, ch- challenges like everybody has. So I would, I would say seek community that there are, there are people out there that, that you fit in with. For me, I was looking for my, my X-Men, you know, for, for people that just were just kind of little weird and, and different and little mutants, you know, like, like myself, but a lot of people are, you know, feeling like this is end game, you know, and I'm not saying we have to, you know, you have to be the Hulk and Iron Man and, 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 and the Scarlet Witch. But I would say, you know, make a decision to connect with people, you know, and it's that, it's that simple, but it's that difficult sometimes too. So I'll acknowledge that also as well. It's tough, you know, especially when it's family and friends, you know, because they're doing their act, you know, if they're acting a certain way. And sometimes they're, you know, their intent is you know, positive, but they can be sincerely wrong with how they're, they're approaching things. You know, and so it, it's a big challenge right now. And I think now more than ever, we, you know, it's about creating your own team, T-E-A-M, together everyone achieves more, right? Together everyone achieves miracles. 
you know, and then, and not to overthinking is good, but overthinking it and wanting to be perfect is not good. So my, my thought always when it comes to these things are what are small little things we could do just little by little, a little can become a lot. Yeah. These are all, again, these six C's that you took us through, yeah. these are all really powerful strategies for rising above fear. You know, fear is going to happen. That's, that's a natural part where our systems are wired up to engage with it. But we don't live in a time of a lot of rational fear. You know, a lot of our creature comforts are, are met. And there's a lot of time for us to think about things. Endless, limitless, mm -hmm. you know. And the way that we think about things is going to really create the definition of our, our view of life or our experience of life. And so, I, man, this is so valuable. And really quickly, I want to point back to this first one, clarity. If you can take it upon yourself right now to really identify what matters most to you and use that as your North Star, even during times of fear, if there's fear swirling around, even if you experience fear, that's going to guide you to be able to, to, to traverse through fear, yeah. to supersede it, to rise above it. Just getting clarity on what matters to you, what is most important to you in your life. Yeah. So what are you, you going to fight for, you know? Who are you going to stand with, you know? And, and if people haven't found those things, you know, maybe it's also in feeling like if you can't, can't always identify the things you want most, you know, think about the things that you want, that you hate, you know, and it's usually the opposite of that also as well, you know, and who's counting on you to be able to show up, you know, because that purpose will give you strength. You know, in, in Limitless, we talked about in a previous episode on your show, the Limitless model, and I, I want to reintroduce that in the conversation. Uh, there are three elements that limit us. And also these are the same three forces that will unlimit us. But I wanted to, to go through the model really quickly because it's a framework for that can be used as a lens to look at fear. But it's also a way, a framework of looking at um, liberating yourself out of fear and going into confidence or courage. And so, um, and I want to talk to you about it because I want to ask some questions for you. And I know you're, you know, you've been on my show a number of times. We've talked about sleep. We've talked about energy. We've talked about food and different exercise, all the different to upgrade your brain, right? Um, what I want to ask you is, so I want everyone, let's do a little exercise here. I want everyone to think about area of your life where you feel fear or you feel like stuck, right? Because that's what fear does. It immobilizes you, right? It, you, you're, you're, you're in flee or you're in, you're in freeze mode, right? And uh, limitless is not about being perfect. It's about advancing and progressing. And that's what we want to do, right? That, that's why we want our freedom to be able to, to be, do, have, share, you know, do the things like that um, are important to us. And so think about an area, everyone, in your life where you feel like you're not advancing. You know, maybe fear is holding you back in that area where you feel like you're in a box, you know, um, and because where we, where we become more limitless is playing and practicing, you know, at the edge of those limits, right? But going back to this, like, where do you feel like you're not making progress? Where do you feel like you're in a box? Maybe it's in your career. Maybe it's in your education. Maybe it's in your impact. Maybe it's in your emotional happiness. Maybe you feel like you're, you're, you're a little stuck. You're not progressing there, your spirituality, your income or wherever, your health. Now, that box by definition is three-dimensional, right? So three forces keep you in that box. These are the same three forces that will liberate you out of that box. So if, if it's safe to do so, you're not driving or working out, take a piece of paper, everyone. And if you don't, just imagine in your head, I want everyone to draw a Venn diagram. A Venn diagram is just three intersecting circles, like Mickey Mouse's ears that are overlapping and a face. 
And I'm going to just give this as a two minute review, and then I'm going to turn this into, you know, a kind of like a, a framework for ex getting out of fear. So three intersecting circles. Now, these are the three M's that represent the three forces and that dimensions that hold that box together that keep you stuck. So where do you feel like you're stuck? I did a podcast episode on getting unstuck recently, and I, was, I opened up with this anecdote where um, a driver is not paying, a truck driver is not paying attention. And, you know, and all of a sudden, because like in life, when we don't pay attention, uh, he goes underneath a bridge and doesn't realize the bridge is hanging too low and the truck gets stuck, right? And then what do you do when you get stuck? You work harder. So he push, pushes on the gas. And the more he pushes on the gas, the more stuck he gets. Then he realizes that. So he, he goes in reverse. And by that time, he's really, really stuck and can't get out. And so, you know, over time, you can imagine all this traffic building behind him because he's blocking them in the, uh, the, in the entrance there. And, you know, and then emergency crowds start gathering, emergency vehicles start getting there. And they, they, they first, they start pushing the truck in, nothing happens. They start pulling it out, nothing happens. And they, they've concluded in their mind, the only way to get this out of this emergency, a state of emergency, is, uh, is to blow the truck up. <laughs> right and then and then take the pieces out because they have to they have no choice that's that's what adults think right they have a yeah. certain paradigm of, of of blowing stuff up you know going to war with it right and um but there's a child in the crowd and the child's looking at us like and the and the child shouts out like this this seven-year-old boy you know why don't you just deflate the tires and uh, all of a sudden they do and then what happens you know comes down and they're able to kind of pull the uh, the truck out and in my mind, you know, that's kind of interesting because that child has, um, doesn't have the same uh, fears or misunderstandings of you know, something that's presented. It's kind of like the elusive obvious. Like, you know, even, you know, part of that, you know, like going through and just um, doubling down on the things in nature that can make you healthy and resilient. So it's amazing for your immune system and things like that. So going back to here, the three circles, I'm going to give you the three M's. Um, that's kind of like the elusive obvious. These are three areas that we are limited in, and it creates fear, and it could also unlock huge amounts of confidence and certainty. Um, the first, the last M I'm going to give you on the bottom, Mickey Mouse's face, is um, the methods, and these could be methods for health, methods for getting super fit, right? Uh, methods for investing, you know, methods for crypto, methods for speed reading, methods for remembering names, right? So there are a lot of methods out there. They're very abundant. We live in an age. Um, we, where we have unfeathered access to the world's information, right? On podcasts, on YouTube, and it's all free, right? So a lot of people know the methods, but they're still stuck in that box. So what keeps them stuck in that box? Uh, you know, people could say fear, fear if, you know, but like, let's break it down into categories. The first circle are the, is your mindset. So the first circle is your mindset. And I'm going to define mindset as your set of assumptions and attitudes you have about something. Your attitudes and assumptions about something, you know, in the book Limitless, and it's broken down into three sections: mindset, the second one, and the methods. Mindset is I, I talk about lies, and this is kind of interesting because we use this model for a lot of things. Um, these are the lies to learning, and a lie for me: limited idea entertained. That's what lie stands for. Everything's an acronym. It's a limited idea entertained. So it's like one of the uh, lies is that um, you know criticism matters right other you know, other people's opinions and and uh and expectations you know matter and the truth is that that's not true right it's just an idea we're entertaining it's a limited idea that we're entertaining um you know the truth is you know other people's if you live your life with 
you know, fueled by other people's expectations and their opinions, then we're going to run out of gas. And that's the truth, right? You know, like in there, we talk about a lie that genius is born, you know, when I believe genius is built, right? But if you believe genius is born, you either have good memory or you don't have good memory, and you can learn a great method on how to remember names, and you're still stuck in that box because your mindset says you can't remember this stuff. Well, there's mindset around a lot of things, around health, you know, around um, wellness. There's um, beliefs, because all behavior is belief-driven, you know, around what's possible and your attitudes around things matter. And that could create fear, right? And so fear is a formula of, of mindset, and then the second M, and then the methods that allows you to do it. And so my thing is, like, if you zone in on these circles, then you know where you could actually um, liberate yourself. So as an example, um, what would you say are, are some fundamental beliefs about health and wellness, um, you know, this area that do you think, you know, some of the principles to the, to the model health show, to, to the nature of your work, maybe some beliefs that, um, that for you is kind of like the elusive obvious, like that mm -hmm. child deflating the thing, but, to, but to, 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 to most of the population, it's just, it, it, they, they haven't accepted that. And if they did, it would change their, it would totally give a 180 on their health or their perception on fear. Yeah. You know, yeah. so what were some of those ideas or thoughts or beliefs, attitudes? Sure. That health isn't just one thing. Mm. You know, um, me being a nutritionist and taking the nutritional science classes when I'm in college, I believe that this is really, you know, you are what you eat. Mm -hmm. So that's this foundational tenet. And if you get the food right, you can get everything right. And obviously it's a big, big pillar, but it's just one part of the equation of what constitutes health, mm. you know? So uh, that's what we strive to do here with the show is to provide models of all the different pillars that constitute health. So one of those is food. Another one is movement. Another one is sleep. Yeah. Obviously, you know how important this is. And another one of these is community. Yeah. Incredibly important. I mean, I don't think that there's anything more influential over your success in life, your health, your longevity, your longevity than your relationships. I just don't see it in the physical world, mm -hmm. right? And then the other part of that is your mindset. You know, everything yeah. going on upstairs is a it is the master controller because it influences everything else. So if you are missing out on one of these pillars, your stability is going to be very shaky, mm. especially this ultimate pillar. You know, this is really the kickstand, you know, if you're going to sit things down and even pause for a moment, if your mind isn't right, right. then you're not going to be right. You know, and, and even, and I'm listening to you speak and it's interesting because when you talk about, you know, sleep and you talk about exercise and you talk about community, you know, underlining, you know, there's a meta belief above that that says, you know, that you, you, you have influence on your health, yeah. right? You know, you believe it otherwise, like you, so you could, you could control certain things of what you're feeding your body, how you're moving your body, how you're interacting with other bodies, right? Um, and I don't think that's a widely held belief with some people who might be experiencing that. Like if they have a belief, like I don't have control over my health, right? Then they can learn methods from listening to a podcast and a book and they're going to still think, oh, I'm either born healthy or, or it's genetics. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, going deep into that mindset, your attitudes, assumptions about pandemics, your attitudes and assumptions and beliefs about, you know, treatments, your attitudes, assumptions about, you know, about fear and everything. And so my, the nature of the conversation is to spawn new questions to people listening, just saying like, you know, when you hear these things, is that really true or is it BS? 
belief systems, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and so to evaluate those belief systems because, you know, we are we don't have to we don't have to believe everything we think, right? And the challenge is, is a lot of those thoughts, you know, they say what do we have? 50, 70,000 thoughts a day. 95% of those thoughts are the same thoughts we had yesterday. So how do we have a, like a new healing or a new level of transformation or spontaneous? You know, if if we're the same thoughts, because the same thoughts lead to the same behaviors, which lead to the same experiences, which leads to the same feelings, and those feelings feed those thoughts again, right? And so we there's we're going back to life is a C between B and D choice. You have choices on what to think. You have choices on on from there how to act. You have choices from there what the experience means. Like you know if anyone's ever read Man's Search for Meaning. Like right now, people could say this is the worst time ever, and that's their experience of it, you know. Or they could say, "Hey, this is an opportunity for us to all step up as 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 a nature, as, as a nation, as a world, right?" Um, you know, and we also have choice on on how to feel. Oh, you know, that we don't have to feel a certain way just because you know it's it's expected of us. And so that's mindset. And then the last M, your mindset and methods that I would say that limits us, that could keep us in fear, um, is motivation. You know, and motivation I talk about that if as somebody suffers from uh, procrastination and they're not taking action, or if you need to motivate somebody else because they're procrastinating, there's three elements that that, that I feel are, are like the game. And the formula for limitless motivation is P times E times S3. And I want everyone to meditate on this. This is the formula for limitless motivation, <laughs> right? P times E times S3. And this has just been my experience of field testing this for 30 years you know, as a brain coach and seeing a lot of people know what to do. They know the methods, but common sense is not common practice and they're not doing it. People know they should be prioritizing their sleep. You know, people know they should be eating well. People know they should be moving more, right? Um, feeding their mind and reading books, but you know, few people do it because their mindset or their motivation. So motivation very quickly. If you, let's say we want to motivate somebody to do something that they're fearful for, Right, so maybe they're um, maybe they're they're even fearful to go to work to exercise, right? Because you know what that mean that that's keeping them from from progressing, and um, I feel like the fears that we don't address become the limits of our life, you know. And so the P stands for purpose. All right, purpose. A sense of purpose will get you out of fear. You know, as we've talked about, who's counting on us? You know, I remember I saw. Um, uh, somebody recently that I that I knew I've known for a long time, not a friend, but like an acquaintance, and I didn't recognize him because, as context, this person, this man, was um, very unhealthy, extremely unhealthy, and family and friends, you know, we'd all give him advice, just say, hey, you know, you may want to stop doing this, maybe start doing a little of this, and very very stubborn, right, and took pride in being, you know, like in doing his thing. Um, anyway. I see him on the street. Uh, he ends up having a, I'm sorry, he ends up having a heart attack, almost dying, and he still goes back to his old lifestyle. So that's the, how, how, you know, in his identity, is his mindset. Anyway, I see him on the street years later, and I didn't even recognize him because this guy was like, looked so much younger. He was like picture perfect, like a really healthy guy. And I was like, is that you? I was like, yeah. It's like, and I was like, you know, what happened? You know, like, no, just like, you look amazing. He's like, oh, I started doing this and this. I stopped doing this. I'm like, Hey, we've been telling you for like years to, to to get on this program, right? And he was, I was like, what what happened, right? He's like, I came back one day from a business trip, and my daughter, my pride and joy, was hysterical. I mean, she just would not stop crying, and uh, I found out that she had a nightmare that I that I died, 
you know, and I wasn't there for her. And, and then like immediately he found purpose, right? And here's the thing with purpose, the P in motivation, it's not intellectual. A lot of people know, know they should be doing something, but they're not doing it. It has to go from your head to your heart, then it'll go to your hands. That's the formula, right? You could have a goal in your head, but if you're not acting with your hands, check in with the second H, which is your heart. So you need to feel purpose. So like, you know, just like if you're to work out, what are the rewards that will come from it? And also, maybe that doesn't motivate you, what's gonna happen if you don't, right? So that, that's purpose. The E, and you're the master at this, is energy. It's just energy because you know what? Some people are not motivated because they lack energy, right? If you haven't slept in three nights because you're so scared of what's going on, you know, in the world and, you know, the, you know everything else, you're watching social media at one o'clock and you're just addicted, you know, to that process, um, then you're not going to, I think it was General Pat Patton that said, fatigue will make a coward of us all. Right when we're tired, we're not gonna have the courage to talk to the person we want to talk to, or to uh, to give that speech, or give that toast at a wedding, you know, or do the things that will really advance our life. And so, everything you talk about, right, from from foods to stress management to exercise to sleep, you know, uh, to get rid of those energy vampires in our life. We talk all about brain energy and, and limitless, you know, how to get over mental fatigue and fog. But, you know, you need to increase the energy. So, like, you know, leaders are readers, right? If you're not reading each day and you know you should be doing that, then, you know, maybe it's because you eat a big processed meal and you're in a food coma, right? And you're not motivated, you know? And, and energy is a big deal because fear suppresses our energy, right? It takes a huge amount of energy and your nervous system to be scared and terrified. Right. With all like and when you're going to fight or flight, think about it. Like all the energy goes, you know, to your your ability to run or to fight. It's it your your heart rate goes up, your breathing goes up, you're sending, you know, uh in energy into your extremities. It's going away from your digestion, it's going away from your immune system, right? Because that's not you know, really important right there at the moment. But over time, chronic fear, like what's that cost to your immune system? You know, what's, what's that cost to your digestive, you know, um, system also as well. So going back to energy, optimize that energy. And then finally, the S3, you could have limitless purpose for something. You could have, uh, you know, limitless energy and still be uh, not take action because the ultimate like evidence that somebody has courage or, or motivation is that they do something. And I would say it's S3. S3 for me stands for small, simple steps. And just a reminder that sometimes this thing is so intimidating in life, you know, like the things that we're facing or the goals that we set and a confused mind doesn't do anything. You know, I, I don't, I don't know, like some people, like with all the misinformation that's out there and everything, some people are so confused and they're immobilized, right? And then, you know, I love it because in your conversation, you're offering people small, simple steps, right? And how do you find small, simple steps? Really easy. Question. Questions are always the answer. What is the tiniest action I could take right now that will give me progress towards this goal where I cannot fail, right? And that, that, that's so neat because it's like, okay, if I have to take a test, I'm, I feel fearful of the test or give that talk you know, to my team or, or have that difficult conversation. You know, how can you break it down into something that's manageable, that's bite-sized, that's digestible? Because it, 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 it's not intimidating. You're not fearful of it, right? It's you know, like maybe working out you know, and do doing your workouts, and I like following you, like you know, like all your your family's workouts, uh, which which are amazing and inspiring. You know, but since people see that, maybe maybe that's too big in their minds. So maybe a small simple step is, you know, let's get on, put on our running shoes. 
you know, but let's do something small, like maybe reading, you know, my case, you're reading a book a week, maybe 45 minutes a day for the average reader is too intimidating for someone who's not done it. Maybe opening up the book is a small, simple step or reading one line in a book, right? Because nobody's going to stop there. If you want to motivate somebody else, not just yourself, you know, with your, with your kids, maybe it's clean the room. That's, they can't do that. Put it, maybe putting one sock in the hamper, right? Or they, maybe they don't floss their teeth. Maybe they floss one tooth, right? Inch by inch, it's a cinch. Yard by yard, it's way too hard. And these little things add up to big things, right? It's, it's just important to acknowledge that, that everyone that looks like you know, that's a champion, they started, you know, they were once an amateur, right? Every pro was once, you know, every expert was once a beginner also as well. Consistency compounds. So break it down into small, simple steps. So those are the three keys to becoming limitless in any area of your life. We need to look in and have the self-awareness, right? To look at our mindset, our motivation, and the methods we're using. Some people could have all the, the great mindset, everything is possible, they deserve it, they're capable of it, they could have limitless motivation, but they could be using old methods for health or old methods for starting a business today or old methods for reading and studying and memorizing, right? You have to upgrade your methods. So my main thing with everybody listening when we're talking about fear is do not downgrade your dreams. People are shrinking, right? That's not what we need to be doing. Do not downgrade your dreams to meet this current situation. Upgrade your mindset, upgrade the, the motivation, upgrade the methods you're using to be able to, to meet those big dreams. Jim, you just, of the six C's, yeah. the contribution today, you just absolutely yep. over-delivered. Thank you so much, man. This is, I'm just teeming with ideas and inspiration and I hope that everybody really got a lot of value out of this. And I hope that they took notes. And by the way, we've known each other, I think maybe like 12 years yeah, now. It's time. bananas. Yeah. And to have somebody like you in my life. And also, we're going to put your past episodes in the show notes for everybody. If, this is, if they happen to just be tuning in for the first time, he's shared so much on improving your memory, on speed reading, on just being able to think faster. And more effectively, and what can be better and more useful at a time like that. So definitely yeah. dive into the archives with Jim. We Quick. did one episode on uh, thinking styles and how to make good decisions that I think everyone should, because that's the other thing with all the digital deluge and you know, on digital deduction where everyone, you don't, don't like outsource the thinking to media and marketing and everything else. Like, you know, we, we have to be able to embrace our ability to critically think, to use logic use basic math. Again, sometimes, you know, fear would take a lot of our energy. So people feel tired and they don't want to do those things. But I think now more than ever, but um, dude, I probably appreciate you. I remember when you, when you started this podcast, you and the, you, you were one of the people that inspired us to do our podcast also as well. And um, yeah, I would challenge, can I challenge everyone to do something? Absolutely. Yeah. I think everyone should take a screenshot wherever they're watching this or listening to this and, and whatever platform it is, you know, and, and tag Sean, tag myself at Jim Quick, uh, KWIK, and um, maybe just share one one thing. Like like you know, I think everything has to lead to action. Like you you wanna you wanna act like a person of thought, but you also wanna think like a person of action all the time. So what's one thing you could do after listening to this? You know, that can make uh, that can help put more courage into the system, put more energy, more more purpose, right? What maybe one little thing? Because here's the thing: I believe the the treasure we seek is hidden in in the things we're avoiding, you know, the things that we're scared of, right? So what's one little small, simple step that we could go and, and kind of like expand and get out of that box? So we could come out of that 
that cocoon and you know as that as that beautiful butterfly and and soar to new heights you know but it's a real privilege to be back on the show you know so i want to thank you and the, and the team for for the work you do you're a real inspiring force of uh, nature you're unstoppable force for good buddy so thank you man i feel yeah. the same about you and take jim up on his challenge yes take a screenshot of this episode if you're watching on youtube take a take a shot of your screen and take him up on his challenge. Tag yeah. me. I'm at Sean Model. Tag Jim. At yeah. Jim Quick. Real name, K-W-I-K. Yeah. Even my son, Braden, who's met you before, he's like, why is his name Jim Quick? Yeah. And I'm just like, B, first of all, this is real name. And it's one of those things where it's, it's like it's destined. Mm. You know, your name has a destiny in it. You know, you teach people literally how to traverse things faster, you know, yeah. and it's just such a gift. So- Thank you. So, so, so grateful to have you in my life and everybody again, take him up on his challenge and Jim, please let everybody know where they can connect with you yeah. more. Tell them about your podcast yeah, and yeah, your yeah. book. Um, if you like podcasts or podcasts um, are only 15, uh, 20 minutes long, uh, how to remember names, how to read faster, how to give a speech without notes, how to memorize your brain foods. We've had Sean on a number of times, probably one of most, most on our, on our show. And um, all the links actually right are in my Instagram profile. We have all the free stuff. I have a video there where I could actually take people for free. I take them out of the audience. I put them on stage, show you how to remember their names. If you have a fear of meeting new people and remembering their names, we have a speed reading masterclass on that link where you get absolutely free. Just bring a book. I'll show you how to double your reading speed. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically, because I grew up with the challenges I'm my, my, with the brain, I want to build better, brighter brains. No brain left behind. You know, I've said this before on your show, but I, I believe we're all on this path to realize and reveal our fullest potential. And I think the goal is we keep showing up for each other and for ourselves until we're, we're introduced. So thank you. Thank you, man. One of the Avengers right here in the studio today, the one and only Jim Quick. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. It's such an important time for us to really take control of our minds. The real battle that's being waged is really happening within our own minds. And again, we're not fighting against others. That's not really the mission right now. It's fighting against ignorance. It's fighting for sovereignty. It's fighting for human rights. And really, again, this battle is being waged within our own minds because our perception of reality is our reality. We want to be in an empowered reality right now. We want to feel and operate from an empowered place. So having access to someone like Jim Quick and to be able to imbibe that knowledge is an incredibly powerful gift. And there's something incredibly powerful about you for everything to line up for you to be here right now in this moment, to be tuned into something like this at this moment. I don't take that lightly, and I hope that you don't either. Because truly, as Jim mentioned today, you are not alone. You are far from being alone. Despite the circumstances, despite appearances, there are millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of individuals who are operating in the same way that you are, who are thinking the same things that you're thinking. They're thinking about, hey, isn't this time for us to truly focus on getting our citizens healthier, getting our families healthier in a real sustainable way, not based on superficial things, but on things that are real. And I want to remind you to use these tools because these are practical psychological tools. You have everything that you need within you already. And Jim talked about these six C's of one being clarity, two being care, fostering and cultivating care, three being contribution, four being creativity, five being your capabilities, 
and six being communities. And I believe that he saved one of the best for last and one of the most powerful, one of the most high leverage things for last. Because when we come together, when we come together, nothing can stop us. And I want to remind you just a few days from now, we're doing a live meetup. It's going to be me and the CEO of the Institute of Transformational Nutrition. We're going to be talking about our opportunity right now to redefine what success looks like and to create the life that you truly want, doing work that you truly love, because that is possible. Go to themodelhealthshow.com forward slash take control. Again, it's just a few days away. All right, themodelhealthshow.com forward slash take control. And I also want to remind you, first things first, as soon as this is over, take Jim up on that challenge, take a screenshot, and tag us both on Instagram. We've got some more powerful, epic episodes coming your way very soon. Some critical masterclasses and amazing guests. So make sure to stay tuned. Take care. Have an amazing day. I'll talk with you soon. And for more after the show, make sure to head over to themodelhealthshow.com. That's where you can find all of the show notes. You can find transcriptions, videos for each episode. And if you got a comment, you can leave me a comment there as well. And please make sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a rating to let everybody know that the show is awesome. And I appreciate that so much. And take care. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help you transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.